This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. La nueva marca Break Best Select Pro de O'Reilly Auto Parts eleva el estándar de las balatas y discos de freno para vehículos nacionales. Para fórmulas de fricción específicas para cada vehículo, cuñas antirruido Quaitec y herrajes de acero inoxidable, elige Break Best Select Pro de venta exclusiva en tu tienda O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 something to talk about uh all right. first of all michael b jordan sexiest Ooh, man alive fuck. he sure is have you guys heard that Dwayne the rock johnson refuses to concede his sexiest man alive <gasps> he's not wrong he's not wrong um, i will tell you that when dylan said came in and told me and chris and dylan and i were talking about it and he's like and dylan is even like he's like look like michael G. b jordan is good looking but like sexiest man alive? I, well, I mean, I God, throughout it. the years, though. Okay, like, right. You know what I mean? We've like, had some real. He, Chris was like, "It's better than Blake Shelton." Absolutely. Um, okay. We can First all of all, agree on that, right? <laughs> we can hard. all agree on that. But I think Michael B. Jordan is sexy as hell. I like, think I think he, he is, is hot, hot, my, hot. Yes. Very hot. Yeah. Like to be honest. And you know, you know, I love me some Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I really do. Mm-hmm. But if I had to to fuck one of them, it would be Michael B. Jordan. Oh no, it's the Rock mm. all day. Mm. Yeah, I, it's the Rock. I I have to go with Michael B. Jordan as well. Honestly, mm, yeah. I I I feel like the Rock has come up on FMKs before, and like he we has married, we fucked him, that sort of thing. So he's gotten plenty of us. I, We've I'm done the give Rock formation, my- Kid Rock, Chris Rock, <laughs> The Rock, yeah, before. <laughs> In the past. <laughs> and, you know, I, I look, and I love him. Like, I think that he's great. Um, I think he's funny. His, he's got a great Twitter. He goes down on his wife. Things are good yeah. in that in that respect. <laughs> he goes yep. down on his wife. He does. He's He said it on Twitter. But there is something about, like, Michael B. Jordan has a sweetness about him, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, but that he's got a quality that I appreciate. Yeah. I like God, we came out of the gate hot like two minutes into this episode. Yeah, no, we did. I, Talking about who we're I sleeping with. I honestly think it, for me, like there's always a feature that attracts me to somebody. Like that that instant like, oh shit. And for Eric, it was his eyes. Like I love his eyes. And that's the feature that I'm, mm. I gravitate towards. But for Michael B. Jordan, he has the sexiest lips I've ever yep, seen. I was gonna say oh, lips and I just, smile. I just want to. I just want to bite him. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he does have a great mouth. Yeah, yeah. a good mouth. He's he got, got a pretty, pretty mouth. mouth. <laughs> 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 <Ooh>. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, but accurate. When we're ready later on for FMK, okay. and I'm telling you this now because we need a second to prepare because it is going to take a little bit of researchy. Okay. Um, 
I think we should FMK the sexiest man alive from the month or from the year you're born. Oh, oh no. I don't know if they did that the year I was born. I if have I'm a honest. feeling it's going to be bad. Uh, yeah, I'm like, Mine's watch, be like watch Mine's Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> How would I choose between Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck? It's like the same. Oh, I- well, we got Mel Gibson in 1985. He was the first one. Mel Gibson. What about Gross. the year we graduated high school? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 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 Done. Love it. I love okay. that. That I can do, I believe. All right, um, I'm just Googling Wikipedia. it. Okay. Ooh, George Clooney. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Brad Pitt. I'll take George Clooney. Oh, oh damn. This is... Winner chicken dinner. <laughs> you do it. You do win. <laughs> Although okay, that's so, a really interesting fuck Mary Kill, because I don't know if I marry Brad Pitt. Because you got George Clooney, Brad Pitt, yeah, and Hugh and Jackman. Jackman. <gasps> oh, okay. That's I think I know. Hard. Wait, but we don't want to do FMK yet, no, do we? We're really mar- early in the episode. On it. Okay, so we have some time to think okay. about it. I don't need to think. <laughs> <laughs> Because like we're um, done. I want Tom Cruise in it. Wait, go back. It's too bad. <laughs> oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm here for Michael B. Jordan. I liked. Did you? You saw that? It's like this is the third year in a row that we've had a black people sexiest mm-hmm. man yes. alive. Love so that. John like, Legend. John Legend. Year. Idris Elba. That's right. Yeah. So it's like okay. oh, we're on the come up, you guys. And I love that people also talks about like. The other sexy men of the year. Yeah. And I posted to our stories when it came out because Dan Levy w- <gasps> had a spread yes. as one I, of people's I sexiest think he's men. Sexy. Absolutely. He is he sexy. Is. Dude, I have told you this before. You were, Cassie was on the train I first. Was, I, I was going to say, I would like some credit here. I was on that Dan Levy train. I, I will give you all the credit. You really chew, were. Chew, bitches. I was like, he's hot. Oh my gosh. I did finish watching. Uh, I because fi- I, okay, I watched the first half while I was in Missouri, you know, and I was ta- I talked about that on the show that I'd started the final season of Schitt's Creek, and then I like could not bring myself to finish watching yeah. it because I didn't want it to be yeah. over. Oh, I do so, that. I do that. Yeah, I delayed watching like the last three episodes or four episodes, and I finished it last week. And if I like, I feel like I'm gonna start crying right now. Oh. Like if I didn't cry like all the way through the last two episodes yeah. of that show yeah oh my god and dan levy amazing the entire cast really like totally amazing yeah. um you can feel their connection in that final season like when they're crying and hugging each other and stuff i'm like this is for real like they're really crying the- <laughs> wait why did i feel that same way when that last episode of rizzoli and isles that i just finished <laughs> <laughs> The part of Schitt's Creek, for whatever reason, that got me the most, because I cried a lot at the wedding, but I uh-huh. I had to go back and rewatch some episodes to get Eric caught up. And the part that always gets me, and I ugly sob, is Stevie when she finally sings her song in Cabaret. Oh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. my God. God, because that Wait, spoiler alert. Well, I mean that <laughs> that uh, that's from like last yeah, season. and that hurt that storyline with Moira and Stevie is like I don't know why it gets me so much. Like Dan and Patrick, of course, is like amazing, but and Stevie and Mister Rose, that one's great too. But that that season's arc of them doing cabaret, 
I don't know. And maybe it's because I was in it. I actually think that Stevie's character arc is underrated. Yes. Like, I feel like she doesn't get enough credit because I feel like that character actually has such an incredible, Mm -hmm. like, from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, her her arc and the way that her character changes. Yeah. The weird sexual chemistry between her and Dan Levy. Like, honestly, (laughs) I think it's, yeah. And then their friendship, like, is great. Okay, so spoiler alert. So, you know, fast forward if you haven't seen it yet. It's not a big spoiler alert, but if that sort of thing really bothers you. But there's a scene between Stevie and David where they're, like, sitting, looking at the house, talking to each other. Oh, when they're talking about, oh. Oh, it's, it is. I'm going to cry right now because he's talking about like wanting to go back to New York. And she's like, why would you want to go back to New York? Because you feel like you have something to prove. And he's like, I just want them to know that I've won. And he and she's like, you have one. Like, look at your life. And they start crying. And I'm like, oh, my God. And their friendship. And, you know, like that's like the main theme of our podcast, like how much they saved each other and made themselves better by becoming best friends it's just uh everything about that show Mm -hmm. is is absolute perfection perfection i i want to watch the documentary there's a documentary on netflix about the making of the final season oh it's rough and it's it's a hard um, one oh my god did you Mm -hmm. watch it yeah oh (laughs) okay i've got to emotionally prepare myself for it i recommend it it's not on period week that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like any other week, any other week. Choose wisely. Exactly. <laughs> Don't say I didn't warn you. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, my gosh. What else is going on? In the world, not just our lives. I mean, it feels like this has become a tough segment to do because nobody's doing a goddamn thing. Anything. Which is... Nobody's doing anything and everything in the news is the same. Yeah. yeah. Like everything in the news, like honestly, for my other podcast, for Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, we do a news episode every week and it's become kind of difficult to do because everything in the news is the same. Like it's all COVID numbers and Trump. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) It's like all there is. So it gets really hard because it's just like in our lives, I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting at home. Um, I get into my pajamas at 5.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm asleep by 10. You know what I mean? A nice glass of wine. I've been watching Great British Bake Off. That's all I've been doing. So I've got nothing exciting to discuss. I'm I'm Uh, all up in Fixer to Fabulous. That's my like... Re like unwind with wine and watch Fixer to Fabulous, which is you know I feel like a better version of Fixer Upper. Which Cass, oh, Cass, you didn't you didn't really like Fixer Upper so much because you didn't like Chip no. Gaines. Have you seen Dude, Fixer to Fabulous? I haven't. I I gotta be honest with you. As much as pre COVID, I was very much into reality type stuff. Like, honestly, I don't want to see people. I don't know, like reality right shows right now to me. Is, it's like the last fucking thing I want to watch, which I, is really weird. I can't wait to tell you what I'm watching it, at the it, end of the episode. It makes today. sense, Cass, because you you want a beginning, middle and an end. You want I do. A, I want a tight, nice bow. Yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah. With everything else. I, so loosey goosey. Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I've been mostly into procedurals type mm-hmm. stuff and 
<laughs> I told Chris, I was like, I wasn't going to share this with you guys. Um, but I was like, I've been watching The Rookie because I love Nathan Fillion. But it's like LAPD cop oh, stuff. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, I was like, Chris, you'd really like this show. But he's like, yeah, but ACAB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this might not be the year. This might not be the time. But Nathan Fillion, I actually really do I like him as well. Him. Yeah, I do. But, you know, they were talking about the rise of ambiance TV. Which this year, I guess, has been like the most rise. You know, like there's like ambiance music that people just put yes. on, to, like in the background. Background. There's yeah. like yeah, it, this kind of, or like ambient rather, ambient yeah. music, ambient TV that you just have on. You know, because the world is falling apart and we mm-hmm. need comfort. Yeah. And I'd seen that before. You know, when they when talking about anxiety, they say that if you have anxiety, oftentimes you'll watch the same shows over and over again because you don't have to be like concerned about where right. you, the episode is going. Right. You know exactly what's going to happen. Right. Um, and there's been a lot of that in the pandemic. <laughs> a lot of and rewatching of shit. Yeah, I've, of I've kind of been there. I mean, like we're rewatching CSI. Like it's just it's and, you know, after each episode, nice tiny little bow. Yeah. Walk and away. I do feel like shows like Fixer Upper Shows or Great British Bake Off, while they're not maybe rewatching of shows, mm-hmm. I feel like they still fit into that category yeah, sure. of just feeling like I can have this on. I know basically how it's going to go at the end of this episode. A house will be yeah. fixed. Yes. Up and we're done. Exactly. You know, it's I, not going to trigger any like fight or flight thing in me (laughs) i think the thing that it triggers in me if i'm being completely you know open with this and and i'm kind of like awakening to what this idea is i think that what it is is because i've always been like a big house hunter international fan Mm. i can't watch it because i can't travel so then it just makes Mm. me mad because then i'm like well fuck i'm stuck Mm -hmm. um i think that i don't like fixer upper shows right now because it feels unabashed Attainable okay to the right. idea of owning a home oh yeah when i haven't had a job you know what i'm saying sure. and i'm like been unemployed and my job prospects are so fucking nil and it just feels i i have uh, to say i watched the first episode of the undoing um last night it's hbo oh it's got with, hugh grant yeah nicole kidman oh yeah uh, great beautiful oh beautiful her wardrobe mwah, stunning but i will say it is, and I know that this is kind of going to be part of the plot, but having just watched the first episode, it's very like New York City high society. Mm. And I'm like, there is something about right now when everything has gone to shit, just like hearing rich white ladies talk about like <laughs> non problems. Yeah, no, that's why <laughs> I'm I had just to stop like watching Succession. I was just like, mm. Mm, I can't this year. Like, it's just yeah. like, no. <laughs> And I know no. that that's kind of the point, though. Like, I understand that that is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. And, like, eventually it's going to become, like, a bigger plot point for the for the show that, the, that it's actually an issue. Like, it's not trying to be painted in this hyper-positive way. But it is still just one of those but things still where happening. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in a good headspace for this. Right. Like, to watch people <laughs> in penthouse apartments, yeah. like, <laughs> paying $50,000 a year for their, like, eight-year-old's tuition okay. to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I am in the headspace for? Fuck, Mary killing Brad Pitt. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's George do it. Clooney. George Clooney. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Okay, well, Cassie seems oh, very yeah. confident. I, I, I know for sure what okay. I'm doing. I am killing Hugh Jackman. I got no, I got no need for him. I don't see where this is going to go. I've got no need for um, him. <laughs> I am going to fuck Brad Pitt. I'm going to fuck Brad Pitt. It's uh, uh, uh. a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to marry George Clooney. 
It's a good choice. Yeah. It's a good choice. Fuck. He feels, he feels, he's got that. Mm. You know, mm. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I <laughs> I want to marry 2020 George Clooney. I don't know that I want to marry 1980-something George Clooney. But you yeah. know that he turns, he turns into George 2020 George Clooney, and you get that. That's right. You oh, get- wait. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm so sorry. We were doing, we're not doing birth we're years. Born. We're doing um, graduation yeah. year. So 1997. But the issue is, though, 1997 George Clooney was a womanizer. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, uh, he was like, hit it and quit I, it. Let's just, let's do 2020 versions of all oh, of them. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll say something. Say it. I'm too Dude, fat for George Clooney. No. He wouldn't even <laughs> no, like me. Hugh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> no. is with... His wife for a long time. Yeah. And is very loyal. Uh-huh. And his wife uh-huh. looks yeah. like his mother. Yeah. So she's she's considerably older than him. Yeah. So there is something nice <laughs> to know that like, you know, I don't I feel comfortable <laughs> enough to like fart in front of Eric or whatever. You know, I don't feel like I would ever be comfortable enough to fart in front of Brad Pitt or George Clooney. Ever. Ever. Yeah. We'd have to have a house for my farts. (laughs) (laughs) And there's the name of this episode. Well, a house for my farts. The thing is like, yeah. Okay. Here's, here's, here's where it does become difficult because on the surface, I'm with you, Cassie. I think for George Clooney, I would, I would feel more comfortable farting in front of George Clooney than I would Brad Pitt. Amen. A hundred. A hundred. percent. Yes. Uh, You fuck, you fuck Brad Pitt. Like you fuck, we're all fucking him. Yes. Like, let's just agree on that right now. I mean, it's Brad Pitt. (laughs) You have to. And I actually think that George Clooney with, with his wife, does seem like like they're very well matched and he seems like a very good husband to I don't her. feel like I could ever there- relax around him even though I find George Clooney so much more attractive so much more attractive and interesting and everything than Hugh Jackman at the end Ugh. of the day I don't <laughs> feel like I could ever be a human woman around him I don't think I could well, have a I'm period not sure his wife is a human woman like she oh, seems so flawless yes. i know she, she is. does seem flawless i know You're she right. is but you've seen like interviews with george clooney and how fucking cut up he is and like what a like prankster he is like i feel like he'd be so fun to be around. exactly if i'm like i cannot attain that amal clooney level that woman is <laughs> a level i'm never gonna be at she does not look like she farts ever. And therefore, ever. do you feel like he feels that way about her, though? Like, because he's such a cut up, like with all his friends and like a prankster and a jokester. Do you think he's just kind of like, I can't live a normal life around them all? He's like, I can't fart. I also have a house for my farts. <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like he wouldn't find me interesting at all. She would not. She would not find me interesting. Oh, I was talking about him, but also her. Oh, he'll find me interesting. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I think George, I look at George Clooney as the guy who's born in Kentucky, but went to high school in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Fucking has fun with his guy friends. I feel like he's a guy's guy. Well, you know I, what? We just need to meet him to solve this. Yeah. Once and Let's for all. Let's have him I on the podcast. I think if he just marries me, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something like, okay, because I, I actually, I don't really find Hugh Jackman um, good looking. I I do think that he is very talented. He's a very talented man. Um, we could have a lot of fun. 
we he would, seems he'd, nice. He'd sing a lot of show tunes together. Yeah. He seems genuinely nice, loyal, and like a very good husband. Yeah. To his, I, to his I'm going to have to say it, and it, it breaks my heart, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like Hugh Jackman is the, the person that I, I should marry. I should. I will feel more like myself, and I would be more myself. I feel like I'm too self-conscious to marry George Clooney. And I just, I I feel like I would have more fun with, I would be able to let my own guard down. And that's 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 on me. That's not on George Clooney. Plus so, you get to live in Australia, which is nice. Yeah, I'm not putting that on George. This you isn't know your fault, George. Mm-hmm. Don't you yeah. worry. You got me, babe. You know what, though? Here's the thing. <laughs> I know that something in my heart is saying, Hugh Jackman is the sensible choice, Keegan. Mm-hmm. You should go with Hugh Jackman. But... I'm not going to. No, I know. I know. <laughs> like I don't want to be sensible. You can't tell I'm, me. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry George Clooney, and we'll just see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> you don't like. You don't fart at all, anyway. So I think you guys will be Actually, fine. Actually, that's true. Yeah. Actually, so that's true. You're fine. You don't fart. Yeah. So, so it's should fine. Be, yeah. It should work out just fine. Well, yeah. Keegan, that's a good point. I know Thank you, you do fart, and even though you don't need a house like me, you can get a condo for your farts. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> A small one bedroom. <laughs> a no guest comment. house. A guest house for your friends. No comment. You're like, I just have to go check something in the garage for a second. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. I slipped. It was my shoe. For me, it'd be like, I started <laughs> the <shoe>. car. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Are you leaving? No, no. no. <laughs> just, just had to make sure you the radio what? was I, off in here. There's a possibility that George and I will get divorced after a couple of years, but you know what? It'll be it'll be good while it lasts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 No. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jackman, for the long haul. And you would like that's yeah. the thing. Like me, you're stuck with that. Me and George are gonna burn hot and fast. You and Hugh Jackman will be together for life. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, George is stuck with me. All I'm, right, he's stuck with Cassie. Yeah, I'm gonna keep him. Uh, I feel like he'd be fun. Like I just, I, I bet he I, is. I think he's gonna be fun. I, I honestly, Keegan, I feel like you should marry Brad Pitt. He's the Springfield boy. Oh, you know what? He is from my hometown. Yeah. George, I wonder. From you know what? Yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm gonna shake it up. I'm gonna shake it up. If I'm gonna burn hot and fast with anybody, yeah. I'm gonna burn hot and fast with Brad. Amen. Pitt. There you go. <laughs> and I'm gonna fuck George Clooney. There, there we go. go. There's <laughs> that feels that's right. It. That feels right. <laughs> I almost for a feel right. thought of marrying Brad Pitt. There's something about it. I like him. this for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and his and I'd get to return. Look, we get to go back to the same place to visit our families because mm-hmm. his right. parents still live there. There you go. One stop at Christmas. That's nice. You know that is nice. <laughs> It'd be a very easy trip for George and I as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. can come on over. Yeah, you you have a bit of a you've got a bit of a drive. Uh, from, no, I'm just saying from like, Australia. I mean no, I mean um. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Christina. a little Sorry, bit. Christina. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. See who did you who did you fucking kill? I oh, I killed George Clooney, and that's that's me, not him. You know what I mean? So, oh, right, 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 right. And right, then right. I I fucked Brad yeah. Pitt, but I'm just sitting here thinking. I wonder it. what it is like. And I know he's been on the table before for our FMKs, but I seriously oh, yeah, wonder what he's like in bed. 
I bet he's good, actually. Who, Brad? I get a good vibe. Brad on Brad. Yeah. I bet he's good too. Right? Yeah. Like, do, he doesn't he doesn't seem like in anything you've ever seen him in. Like I watched him on the Property Brother guys did like a remodel on Oh one yeah, of his, yeah, yeah. Oh. On his uh his makeup artist yeah, hat, I would like backyard. That. It was really cool. And he seemed like one of the nicest fuck. So he doesn't seem like somebody who would be like all about him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know he's, what I mean? he's one of those people who's like ridiculously good looking, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem like one of those people who's ridiculously good looking and doesn't try hard. Mm. Cause there's, we've had a lot of those people on here who were like, you know, they don't put the work yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leo ain't putting the work in. <laughs> right. And he's not even as good looking as Brad Pitt. I not said even it. close. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that he would be pretty good. I think so. Yeah. Of the three of them, who do you think would be the best in bed? Brad Pitt. George. Oh. I think... Watch it be Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like this big, big fucking... Uh, <laughs> maybe, actually. He's I like, here's totally how I got that. cast as Wolverine. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I mean, I actually, I, could, I think it could go either way. I think George and Brad are very different in bed. I feel like they're both good, but different. George yeah. Clooney has that old, like, I don't know, like Dean Martin-ish <laughs> kind of vibe where I just kind of feel like, I, I don't know. It wouldn't be very inventive. I feel like you get the old standbys, you know, some missionary, a little doggy. Wow. And wow. That kind of stuff. And it'd be a fine. Few of the standards. You know, <laughs> the old standards. Yeah. You know, the Sinatra I feel like special. the old standards is Hugh. <laughs> I feel like Hugh. No, but is Hugh that. is a trained dancer, though, which doesn't mean anything. There's some. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I, feel, I anyway. feel like Brad Pitt gets, He's got gets some a little hip like. I feel like Brad Pitt is going to do a lot of. I saw him in California. I bet he gets dirty. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a dirtier yeah. vibe to Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah it's sweatier yeah. for sure. Yeah. And oh, then I bet Hugh he does Jackman. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's that all. Bitch, that's missionary all day. Don't fucking try and tell me that Hugh Jackman don't do shit other no. than No. No. He's, he's Australian. And there's, you know, I I feel like that's <laughs> something that, that I don't know that much about. So maybe. <laughs> Does Hugh Jackman going to get an education? They do it upside down there. <laughs> it goes counterclockwise down your throat. As opposed to clockwise. Yeah, it's like a totally different way. Um, you know what? I, I really need somebody with some intel to let us know because now... Nobody has I'm, intel. He's been married to the same fucking mother for 30 years. Oh, my God. He's like the fucking Mike Pence of the story. <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> Why am I so defensive about Hugh Jackman? I don't know. You really are. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's okay. Tom Cruise. I get it. <laughs> Protect Hugh Jackman at all costs. Mm. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, wow. that was something. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Yes. Yeah, all right. And we're back. All right, Cass. All right. I'm going to kick us off with stories. So this was back in summer. A guy that I, 23, had previously passed over messaged me on Hinge. But he was cute and he's, and we seemed to have a few things in common. So what the hey? 
There was nothing about his bio or pictures that put me off other than a lack of information, but I saw this as an opportunity to get to know him better. We exchanged numbers and he ends up telling me to meet him for dinner in a shopping district outside of one of the pretty pricey restaurants there and to wear flat shoes. Some might call that forward, but I appreciated the initiative. The date rolls around and I'm waiting for him outside said restaurant. I figured that's where we would be going since he mentioned it by name. So I wore a nice dress, makeup, hair done, and flat shoes per his request. Homeboy shows up in a baseball cap, jeans, and a flannel. Like, it's 85 degrees outside. He had slight BO, but nothing overbearing, so I figured it was just the heat. (laughs) He ends up taking me to a super casual barbecue joint, polar opposite of the other restaurant, but I can't resist a good barbecue. Yeah. We walked around while we were waited for our table. From the get-go, he would not shut up. Like, mouth is going a mile a minute. I initially chalked it up to nerves, but it lasted through the entire date. Have he- you ever been with somebody who talks so much at you that Ugh. you stop listening and you start to go, like, kind of cross-eyed? Just kind of zoning. I have... <laughs> been on that date and I have also been that date so (laughs) (laughs) just from nerves yeah 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 oh totally if you go out with somebody who's like super hot sometimes I think that that is kind of like you're like "Uh, I don't want to get there to be an awkward silence so I'm just gonna tell you my whole life story blah 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 blah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) he also aggressively awkwardly held my hand while we walked around and forcefully guided me in the direction he wanted to go by tugging my arm, pushing the small of my back. I'm already so turned off by all of this, but we made it all the way here. So I might as well just make the best of it. Eventually our table is ready and he immediately orders two shots of whiskey. No chaser. This irritated me because a, I told him I preferred vodka and B he knew I (laughs) was a lightweight and was driving. Also, no chaser, but mama didn't raise no bitch, so I took a shot like a champ. (laughs) Now here is where the really bizarre part. He told me he would order for me since I've never been there before, and he does. We've discussed this before on this show. Absolutely. Like, uh, Yeah. I mean, I hate it, but... I hate it. Yeah. But she's like, fine. I can go with the flow. I mean, he had already ordered the alcohol, but for dinner, he orders a single entree for both of us. Pulled pork. Not a sandwich, just the meat. Waiter asks which sides we want. No sides, he says. Uh-uh. But the waiter insists that it comes with two sides, so each we each pick a side. He chooses coleslaw and then judges me for choosing mac and cheese. Excuse Who doesn't you? love mac and no, cheese? we're done. This date is over. Yes, that is my literal like must-have in a barbecue place is mac and cheese. Right. So And like, what? why... That's such a weird thing you to You chose be. coleslaw okay. over mac and cheese. I'm judging you. <laughs> also, we're just eating a plate of meat. So, right. <laughs> so, calm down, As sir. One shared plate of meat. <laughs> so weird. The whole time, he won't shut up about how much he loves hunting in the outdoors. He's going into excruciating detail about his hunting trips with his brothers. I know from his profile that he was into outdoors, but I didn't expect it to consume his whole existence. According to him, he's quote, probably the smartest redneck you'll ever meet. Uh, uh sure, dude. I, I, I think I've met this guy. <laughs> Maybe. I think I, I, think yeah. I know him. Yeah. Wait, do I know this guy? Uh, he's telling me all sorts of wild stories while I'm politely smiling and nodding, mm. not able to get a word in edgewise. He mentioned this, that he is really enjoys cooking. I say I do too. And he makes a comment about hoping that I can quote, 
cook more than mac and cheese dude seriously um, dude also, who the I'm fuck sorry. hates mac and cheese oh, first of all Calm that's down, a huge sir. red flag secondly good mac and cheese there is an art to mm. good mac and a- cheese okay med. yes it's not just like look and i i will never hate on any mac and cheese i love a good craft macaroni and cheese <laughs> blue box all mm. day but like the best good mac and cheese that you like you've perfected the cheeses yep. in that mac and cheese yep. the milk to cheese ratio and also Go fuck yourself there's a different mac and cheese for different occasions like the That's people right. that can say i want this kind of mac and cheese with barbecue but i want this mac and cheese mm-hmm. for right. mm-hmm. you know a side to chicken you know that sort of thing uh-huh dude yeah who yeah. is this I'm, guy I'm that eats mac and cheese? I don't know. And, and also, who's this guy who's like, oh, you ordered mac and cheese to go with your barbecue, so that's the only thing you know how to cook? What? Fuck off. Well, I'm, I mean, it's all he knows about her because he won't let her get a word in edgewise and didn't let her order her own food. Yep. Okay. There you go. I mean, maybe it's just a wit, his way of flirting, and I'm misinterpreting it as a put down. But he had already called me boring for not wanting to try shit like skydiving or hiking solo in bear territory. As soon as we finish, he promptly pays and he holds my hand again to the second I stand up for my seat. We walk around for a while, settle at another bar where I buy him a drink. He told me since he paid at the restaurant, it was my turn to buy him a drink. I have no objection to that, but found it odd that he had made a specific point about it. Lucky for him, I buy us each our own drink. (laughs) I was slowly nursing mine since I was driving and he actually asked me if I was going to finish it. I just let him have it because I didn't really intend on finish it to finish it and it's wasteful otherwise. But wow. Here he gushes about the awesome neighborhood parties he hosts at his parents' place, <laughs> complete with inflatable pools on the lawn and his signature blender margaritas. How old are you? Did I mention that he was older than me? Yeah. <laughs> By the time we finish, it's dark out and we're walking around the district when he pulls me toward this dimly lit bench under a tree. I figure he just wants to sit down, so I head to the bench and he suddenly tugs me back <sighs> toward him and holds my face between his hands and gazes into my eyes, about to go for it. Whoa, brother. I put my hand on his chest and back away and say, come on, man. He responds, come on, man. I'm like, what are you, Joe Biden? Oh, that's so funny. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's got to be the worst. Like, honestly, I think that that would bruise my ego more than, like, there's a lot of meaner things she could have said. Yeah. But I feel like, come on, man, is so, on, like, man. weirdly aggressive. Come on, man. I, I, he goes, I just had to try it. Did you really? I just had to try it. That Ugh. means he knew that this was he knew it wasn't gonna not happen. a good idea. No. It's super awkward at this point, and we walk around for a couple more minutes when he asks me about where I'm parked and walks me to my car. At least that was sweet. And that was it. The whole thing lasted about two hours. Easily the strangest, cheapest date I've ever been on. But I guess it could have been a lot worse. He hit me up for a second date over text, <laughs> and I told him I just didn't think we were compatible, but wished him the best of luck. Thank God he took it in stride. No more splitting meals for me. Yep. Oh, my God. No. Jesus. I, um, <sighs> you know what, this just goes to show you, like, you're not for everybody and everybody is right. not for you because I'm there like, is. Uh, that is not, I, 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 I would, I do feel like dating actually really improved my self-esteem and actually mm. like in, in finding out what I like and who likes me and everything like that, I felt gave me a more realistic portrayal of myself 
mm-hmm. as someone that lives in my head and is constantly judging and can be very down on myself, I was like, oh, I am actually likable. And, yeah. you know, it just, it, it centered me. It gave me a way more realistic portrayal because I'd never had that whole like dating being on the single scene before and having a whole bunch of people judge you especially on tinder like swiping on your photos well I think one of the benefits to getting older is the knowledge that not everybody is going to like you and I actually feel like doing podcasts and stuff and actually having grown up acting and stuff and Mm -hmm. going on auditions all of that stuff really helped me with that and coming to the understanding of that as a people person who wants people to like me, you know, so much, like I think that there is such a benefit in understanding that you are not for everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some people will not like you yeah. and it won't even have anything to do with you. You're yep. just like not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. that's all right. There's a dog for every Beth. That's right. Oh, <laughs> amen. All righty. I met this woman from an early online dating website, Yahoo Dating, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot that Yahoo had a dating That's right. service. I, Everyone had a dating service. I think I still have a Yahoo Mail. I do. I 100% do. I send all of... There's like 10,000 emails in there because I send all of my spam there and I never open it. So <laughs> that's what's going on there. You know what's funny? I was um, watching Girlfriends. And one of the early episodes was they were going on online dates. They had like signed up for online dates. Mm -hmm. And it was so weird to me how the narrative around online dating has changed so much. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, you're so desperate. You have to get online. Oh, God. Yeah. Like that was the mentality. Yeah. Back in the day. Isn't that crazy? Like only losers found someone online. That's so crazy. Now there's like there's new apps coming out every day. There's so many. Right. I've, I've seen them in my TikTok. So apparently they think I'm still single or something. But <laughs> in fact, I feel like it's it's almost more strange when somebody says that they've met their partner like IRL. Yeah. Like nowadays. <laughs> now, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Um, okay. So Yahoo Dating. Uh, so we go on a first date. Everything goes well. We have a good time. Two days later, she calls me and we set up a second date. I drive to her place to pick her up, and she invites me inside, saying she's not quite ready. She is wearing a terry cloth robe. I make myself a drink at her suggestion and sit on the couch. About five minutes later, she comes out in the robe. You know why? You know why don't we just stay here tonight? She says. Mm. Oh, I'm thinking this is going way better than I had hoped. For. <laughs> Damn. Like a turn. I mean, for real, it is because it's like it doesn't take yeah. you five minutes to get changed out of that robe. Yeah. Like, why are you still in it? And, you know what I mean? And he's like, "Sweet, now I don't got to pay for dinner." Awesome. Yeah, right. I'm drinking your alcohol. Yes. Right. This couldn't go better. Uh, let me show you my room. We go towards the back of the house, and she opens a door for me. I step through, and she turns on the light. I do a slow pan around the room in oh, no. total shock. In the middle of the room is this contraption is the best <gasps> description I have what? made from four by fours and metal pipes and leather cuffs. I'm sorry. What <laughs> on the walls are an assortment of writing crops, cat <gasps> <cat-a-nines, laughs> 
leather masks, wow. strap-on, and more. Yoink. So I finally pan all the way around, and I see her. She's taken the robe <gasps> off and is wearing a full leather corset <laughs> dominatrix outfit. Oh, oh, oh. You are in oh. danger. The fuck I- out of there with a quickness. <laughs> oh, my. Listen. God. You got to warn somebody. Yes. So many people are into that kind of thing, but like, you just, and we've said it on the podcast before, you don't fucking spring your shit on people like that. Like, <laughs> that, yay. Consenting say, adults like, can woman, do what they want, but. Right. Yeah, if the roles were reversed, like, as a woman, like, that's <gasps> oh a scary God. situation to walk into. And I'm not even saying it's off the table. No. Right? I'm just saying, like. Don't you, spring it. Yeah, no. I need, like, a little forewarning. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Came in hot. Came in too hot. Too hot. Okay. Um, this one's from Reddit. She says, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a few months and we're already very secure in our relationship. We'd been physical and comfortable for a while, but sometimes I got self-conscious when he went down on me because sometimes vaginas get sweaty and odorous after working out. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go straight into oral on me. And since we don't like to do the nasty in silence, we put on our sex movie, Thor Ragnarok. No! <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Why? You guys, First stop of all, having sex to these movies. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. I don't understand. Put on something sexier. I'm so oh It's like a comedy for, like, we turned on our sexy movie, like, Nine and a half weeks. Yeah, or like yeah, fucking basic Fifty Shades or some or shit. Thor Ragnarok. Nope. <laughs> you know, classic. It's like classic a sex too, movie, isn't it? Classic sex movie. <laughs> oh my god. The opening sequence hadn't started yet, and he's trying to get me out of my insecurities by kissing my bodies in his travels downtown. I'm starting to get relaxed and into it, and he goes to work on Cunnilingus. For those of you not familiar to Marvel movies, when you begin playing the movie, there's a montage of comic book pages and characters filling their logo and a thematic song playing as the words Marvel come across the screen. As the song begins, he is proceeding as usual, his performance impeccable. I'm like three-fourths really turned on when he takes inspiration from the atmosphere and begins to lick my clit to the theme song. Oh, no. I I tap his head for him to pause and ask, are you, are you licking to the beat of the Marvel theme song? Oh. I hate it. He looks up at me and says in a tiny voice, maybe I didn't think your pussy would appreciate me just singing the song. I began laughing super hard, mostly out of embarrassment for myself because I was getting really worked up. (laughs) And I was insecure about my smell. And as such, I was laughing way too much. And we both agreed it wasn't that funny. But then I had gotten lost in the giggles. All the while, he was still down there laughing slightly, but patiently trying to continue. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I couldn't you know what. You- pause, sir. Pause. <laughs> but also, like, she 
you let him put the movie on, ma'am. <laughs> like, this is what happens. This was your sex movie. Yeah. I don't, I'm confused. Exactly. <laughs> All the while, he's still down there. Um, I couldn't control my laughter. And the more I laughed, the more embarrassed I got. And it made me laugh more. Girl, same. Okay. A few minutes yeah. of this go by. I'm catching my breath, but still have the giggles. And I... <laughs> He asks if he can start again. I remember what previously happened and can't help but laugh again. And this is where I fuck up. He was opening my legs to start again. And I no. laughed once and accidentally no. let out a huge fart in his oh, face. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's my nightmare. No, it is. Uh-uh. No, no. Mm-mm. So she's getting cunnilingus oh. to Thor Ragnarok is- and rips no. a fucking huge Oh, no. You should have oh, gone no. to your house or, in Keegan's case, your condo for your farm. I'm over here laughing like an idiot. George Clooney wouldn't laugh at that. He wouldn't appreciate no. it. He really wouldn't. No, I cannot see it. Can you imagine farting in George Clooney's face? No. I actually think George Clooney would laugh. I would not. I can't imagine farting I would in anyone's die. face. In anyone's face. No. At all. No. Ever. Yeah. In their face. While they're down, yeah. While I'm you're married to Chris and have been for years, and I would <laughs> no. fucking move to another country yeah, if I, I farted I mean, in honestly, his face. Honestly, she's gonna leave was... the divorce papers on the table, <laughs> <laughs> walk out the door. I understand. You're like, it's not it, really. It's not you. It's me. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember what happened last night, but I will never forget it. So. <laughs> I'm embarrassed and can't process my emotions and proceed to then fart a few more times as oh. my lungs contract with laughter. All directly oh. in his face. Oh, why doesn't he move his face? <laughs> move is your he face. still down there? Why is he still Sir. down there? No, he was a good sport and eventually no. got me distracted with his talent enough to stop laughing. Uh-uh. But I'm as sorry. we go through we- our relationship, we have that wonderful night to thank for the breaking of boundaries and 100% comfort with all okay. sex sounds and results. So I okay. think that's a happy ending. That's a happy ending. I appreciate it. I'm happy that it worked out for them. Good for you. However, (laughs) I'm just saying, and look, let's flip the script. Like, if you were going down on a guy and Mm -hmm. he farted while you were down there. Okay. Multiple times. We have talked about, like, going down on people in bathrooms and we talked about poop particles. Yes. And I'm just saying, I'm not continuing. Like, it might be fine, but we're also done now. I would laugh. I would laugh really hard. Okay, so I'm in love with somebody and they they <laughs> fart in my face while I've got it while I'm in that position. First of all, I would start <laughs> laughing because it's funny. Also, I know that somebody wouldn't do it on purpose because that's right. Rude. right. You're not gonna shame not. them. You don't yeah. want to make them feel bad. But I would think it's really funny. And then if they yeah. started laughing and kept farting, I would think it was funnier. And I definitely yes. can't laugh with a dick in my mouth. Then but I would choke. But, okay. But would you keep going? No. No. <laughs> right? Definitely you not. stop. I like, would remove my face from even the situation. From the situation. Yeah. Like, even if you think it's funny, it's like, at the same time, my mind will not allow Like, as me. a woman, I don't think I would be able to come. Like, if it's fine, no. if he's fine with it or whatever, but I'd be like, we're done with sexy time now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah this is or, great. We'll try again tomorrow. Look, I'm glad that this has brought us closer, but we also are not fucking now. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> Because, because yeah. <laughs> that's it. Because <laughs> I can't get over the fact I farted. Yeah. 
In I didn't go face. to my house. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, God. Mr. Right. Clooney. Okay. Jesus, I'm sorry, sorry Mr. Mr. Clooney. Clooney. I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's uh, it's been nice. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> it's been real. Jesus. Again, my name is Keegan. Uh, oh, uh, don't you do it. Don't, don't you throw you. me under the bus in front of George Clooney. <laughs> oh, God. As we know, my name is impossible to get right. So. <laughs> He'll never remember it. All right. Are you guys ready for my crazy unlock? I'm yes. ready. We have no clue what Nothing. you're doing. No. I gave no hints. I didn't tell you I was excited. Nothing. <laughs> um, because... Who can beat Keegan's story from last week that she made up? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, I wow, 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 wow. I, wow. I, I, I just, I was like, I feel like we all have our thing here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will claim Sporty Spice. Um, sure. Uh, you know, and I think that as the resident Sporty Spice, I believe that it's my my duty nay privilege indeed to uh choose a sporting Ooh, uh, quest nice so i was so my journey started as i was going to do the story of ray caruth i don't know if you know that i don't maybe i'll do that for another time that's <laughs> that's a pretty wild one but on that journey i was kind of just kind of like looking at different like you know sports people who've been involved in in murder etc blah blah blah. love trysts love triangles which found me on this path and to a little show called in ice cold blood with ice tea oh yes yes oh Oh, man reviews of that both eric and i were like amazing I love iced tea. I love him. So I was trying to, I was trying, I was getting information and was searching different things. And I I love to watch like a good true crime show. So I was like, I'm going to check this out. So I watched this episode of In Cold Blood with Iced Tea. And then I also watched the 48 Hours Mystery on this as well. Mm. But Ice tea wins. Yeah, I, I mean, Come if on. you got to watch an episode, that's the one. He, I love it's that fun. he pivoted and made a career oh. off of being on like Law and Order. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's amazing. Who would have thought? I mean, right. I uh, love him, and you know, the less problematic ice of the two. Mm. So, yep, I love ice cube. Yep. Mm. I full full love ice cube, and then I don't care. <laughs> Don't you come for me. He's made some mistakes this year. That's all. Listen, yeah. everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> so I love you, Ice Cube. All right. So it's Newport Beach, California. Picture it, right? You guys, you we know Newport Beach, yeah. right? right? Yeah. What what year? So I can really get a vision. <clears throat> so this is like late 80s, early 90s. Mm, I'm seeing New- a lot of rollerbladers. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Muscle Beach type stuff. Mm. It's it, It's like rich haven right mm-hmm. it's in orange county and this is like where the rich live in orange county okay. newport beach is got the money right okay so okay. maybe less rollerbladers then a little less rollerblade it's not yeah it's not like venice beach. <laughs> no this yeah. is this is this is a little bit more fancy schmancy so it's 52 year old 
Bill McLaughlin is living the high life. Bill has made a fortune making medical devices for dialysis patients. He actually, he and his partner built this uh, dialysis machine that was like the first machine to use a single like needle to be able to outtake blood and circulate and input blood at the same. So Hmm. instead of having two different needles, so he, he's made a fucking fortune. Okay. And, so this guy is, when I say he's living the high life, this man is living the high life. He and his wife, Susan, have three kids, a beautiful life in California, and they're vacation, and a vacation home in Kauai, in Hawaii. I Ugh. mean, like these... A vacation home in Kauai. Kauai. Like, that's, you, you know, you got big money if you have a house you don't even live in most of the time yeah. in Kauai. In yeah. Hawaii, right. No big deal, right? 25 years into their, years into their marriage, though, Susan and Bill are calling it quits. Susan felt like they had grown apart. Bill was devastated by this. He did not see this end coming. He didn't see this split coming. He was devastated and really missed having a life with his partner. Like he was really, it really shook him. You know, he's like, he's like, I'm living this beautiful life. Not only is he like, living this great life monetarily, but he's got like, he has it all. He's got a beautiful wife, children, the whole nine yards. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, and he's missing like someone to share his life with. So poor Bill. I know it's sad. Two years after his divorce though, he meets Nanette Johnston. He finds Nanette Johnston in the classic way that you meet partners, which is on an ad, um, in a paid newspaper ad um, that she had put out saying that she was looking for rich men only. Ooh, <laughs> I feel like that's a red flag. I mean, you know, right? It, it's classic. It's, it's the classic way to Nanette meet. is looking for a rich dude. Yeah, because she's going to take care of you if you take care of her. That's what her I, ad I feel says. like you could find other women who would take care of you. Uh. And how. Who aren't specifically looking for just rich guys. But Old right. rich men, specifically, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, I want to, yeah. look, I'll take care of you, but only for like 10 to 15 max. Yeah. Like, Let me see them 25. medical records. <laughs> right. <laughs> 25 years his junior, Nanette was a beautiful, vivacious woman who also had two children. Um, and he could relive these kind of happy family memories. So like he's getting another Insta family. Like he's kind of smitten with this idea of like having this beautiful woman on his arm, but also she comes with two children, which is even better, right? He's got another Insta family. He has, he already has his three lovely children who are a huge part of his life. And, you know, so this is just like the more the merrier. He's just that guy. He's like, I'm super happy to have. I feel like I would be side eyeing pretty hard if my dad found a woman who was your age. Well, I mean, it's not the age thing so much as it is like the, newspaper thing yeah like i would have right. been like dad sir uh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm just listen i'm questioning it i have several questions mm-hmm. um early into their relationship bill's son actually uh got into a pretty serious car accident with a drunk driver um an accident that left him with a debilitating injuries and he came to live with bill uh bill and nanette because nanette was also living with him at the time Bill is absolutely dedicated to his family, as I've told you. So he w- this was like a big deal for him. He wanted to be able to take care of his son. His son's injuries were incredibly 
debilitating, like I said, um, not just physically, but also too, it had affected his brain. So he had some, uh, oh, no. some, some difficulties speaking, different things. So he really needed like a, a somebody to care for him. So he needed to have to live at home. So, you know, which was great. And Nanette, who was living with them, uh, would help Bill take care of Kevin, which also just kind of made him more, even more endeared to her, right? He's like, oh my God, not only is this beautiful woman want to be part of my life, she's also willing to help me care for my, you know, my my son, right? So, but on the December 15th, 1994, 911 receives a call from Kevin. He has come downstairs to find his father on the floor covered in blood. Because of Kevin's accident, he has a hard time speaking and comes across kind of like in the call as though he's like very slurred and they kind of assume that he's drunk. So like they're like, you know, not really able to discern like this is somebody who has like a handicap or something going right. on. They're like yeah. <laughs> some drunk guy's calling about his dad. We can't even understand what he's saying. We don't know what's going on. Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare scenario. Right. So the police get there. And they take him into custody right away and but are able to kind of discern, you know, that this is not just some drunk kid like this is, you know, there's a little bit more going on. Police discover that Bill had been shot six times. Kevin informs the police that he had been in his bedroom. He was listening to music when he heard loud noises and made his way downstairs. Now, again, because of his debilitating injuries, he was not able. It's not like he can just rush down the stairs and, mm-hmm. and find out what's going on. He just hears loud noises and he's like, you know. Is able to eventually make his way downstairs and just finds Bill at the right. feet, you know. So, uh, Nanette, during this investigation, there's still like crime scene tape up, everything. She pulls up to the scene to discover that her fiance has been shot. Oh, they weren't even married no, yet. No, they're still just fiance, oh. right? Girl, so, you couldn't wait until. Mm, okay. Well, she's <laughs> she's the worst ever. You ain't gonna get that fucking money. Right. So like that right away, the police officers are like, you know, they're calming her down. They put her in a cruiser because they're like, she is distraught. She is beside herself. I mean, her meal ticket just died. Technically, it's also the way the police are looking at it. Like, shit, like this bitch. I mean, true. It would throw me off the scent. I'm like, oh, they're not married. So yeah, it, it makes her less of a suspect. Right. Yeah. Well, so and she's describing this like idyllic life and provides an alibi. She was at her son's soccer game earlier in the evening and she had gone Christmas shopping and even produced uh, time stamped receipts from her shopping trip. So mm. she she was definitely nowhere near the scene. <laughs> she's uh, like, here's the receipts. sir. literally Christmas shopping. The receipts. Yeah. So who would want Bill dead? I mean, the family had solid alibis. So none of the kids, none of the, you know, ex-wife, nobody was really, you know, looking at like everybody's alibis were panning out. Nobody could have, you know, done this. So they're like, who in the hell would want Bill dead? The family all, you know, like I said, have solid alibis. And on further discussions, when they're talking to Nanette, they discover they're like, hey, who would want Bill dead? And she's like, hey, just FYI. There is this guy, Hal, who uh, was his former business partner. Bill is uh, Bill had bought uh, Howard out of their you know invention, their contract or whatever, and even their business. And even though he had helped invent this groundbreaking medical device, only Bill would continue to collect royalties. So he's like out a bunch of money, and they had gone to. Um, 
court over this, right? Because Hal's yeah. like, I'm going to sue your ass. Like, I helped you with this thing, and I feel like I deserve some of this money. But that same week, the court had actually made a decision uh, on a $9 million lawsuit that Hal had filed uh, and went in favor of Bill. So she's like, hey, this guy may have a vendetta. I feel like if I have lots of money like that, I'm like, I'm just gonna give you some. Because like people, how many of these stories are there where like right? people kill each other over stuff like this? Over dumb shit, right? And I'm yeah. just kind of like, look, man, e- even if like I have the argument that like you didn't help me with this as much as you're saying you did. I mean, it's a $9 million lawsuit. You're a multimillionaire. You have a house in Kauai. Just give him a couple million. Yeah. Right. Call it a day. Yeah. But, you know, he did. I mean, the court saw in his favor because the, I mean, apparently he did all the right things. They did all the right moves to that point. Right. Um, Howard lives in uh, Santa Barbara and it is proved when they go there that there's no way he was there the night of er, that he was he was actually in Santa Barbara the night he was murdered. Mm. And if you're not from Santa Barbara to Newport Beach, yeah, that's a very far. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking like hours. Hours. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Drive. You know what I mean? Um, So this is I mean, there's no way he could have done it. Um, Though not sad at his death, it seemed very unlikely he was involved. Basically, the police were like, he was like, yeah, that sucks not yeah, he's like sorry about you i yeah. mean he's like i'm not sad but, i mean i didn't do it but yeah but i ain't sad about it uh, back to the drawing board the investigators take a closer look at nanette nanette and bill met the met oh like i told you on the singles listing um and even though some of the family had thought nanette was a gold digger they weren't married so her gravy train was going to dry mm. up just just like the motive right i mean like there's just no what reason would she have for killing him? There's mm-hmm. just nothing is coming to the table of like as any reasons why she would want him dead. Like literally, if he's living, that's her meal ticket, right? Yeah. So what reason would she have to do this, right? So they decide to do some checking into her alibi though and talk to her ex-husband who uh, had been at the the uh, soccer game, their son's soccer game. He confirms that she was there, but also shares something that, Nanette seems to have left out. She was there with another guy, someone her ex seemed to think she was romantic with. She, her ex is like, hey, yeah, no, she was here, but she was also here with her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> hmm. this, this dude, right? Yeah. And the police are like, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Interesting news. Nanette, after finding out everything and being initially interviewed at the police station, they had a house where Bill was shot, and then they also had another house right on the beachfront. It was like a five million dollar home right on the beachfront. Was it for farts? Literally, like what's that? That's the farts <laughs> house, exactly. Where she would stay sometimes, but this is, and she's like, you know, look, I'm frightened. Somebody came into our our non fart home and and killed my boyfriend like i'm concerned like me i don't know that this wasn't some kind of vendetta i don't know what this is who this is somebody might come after me at this rate she's like i'm nervous she's like so please escort me back to this five million dollar lesser fart home on the beach (laughs) so that i can (laughs) be away from this and so of course the police escort her to the fart house and um and she's just you know playing this frightened you know, 
fiance mm-hmm. and when playing. they okay interesting use of of the word playing all right i'm listening <laughs> well the police are like you know what i think we should stay on her and just keep an eye out maybe maybe she's right maybe there's somebody that could be coming after her or maybe there's something she's not telling us so they keep an eye on her plays and the very next fucking morning here enters some dude face <laughs> um it's the boyfriend that the ex-husband described. They see him come in. They see in this you big bright wait, like a week. Like this, you let him come over the next day, you dummy. Big yeah. bright ass open window and they're decorating a Christmas tree oh, together. And a big dummy. bright open window because she's scared to death Why that somebody could kill her. Everybody's so stupid yeah. all the time. Look, I don't want criminals to be smarter. No. But it's just kind of like, how are you this dumb? Right. So he leaves and the surveillance team calls the, the the police department and they're like, hey, pull this guy over. They pull him over and they find out it's uh, they discover it's Eric Naposky. Eric is a retired NFL player, now a bouncer at a local Newport Beach bar. Eric had an out, uh, outstanding traffic warrant. So they were able to take him in because uh, because of the warrant and a, and arrest him. And they were able to also question and search his car. He tells officers that he was at the game then to work, which is coincidentally only over 100 yards away from Bill's house and the crime scene. So Eric was a football player, right? So he was a professional football player for a long time. He got injured when while playing for um, the New England Patriots, and he ended up going into the European Football League for a while. He actually, his career started kind of waning as it does because your lifespan in, in a football career, especially after an injury, is not necessarily long term. So he started building a career out of um, doing uh, security service. So he, mm-hmm. he he started his own security company and had been working as a bouncer at certain bars and doing that kind of thing as his income. And but it just so happens that the bar ten, the bar he's working at is like literally across the street from the fucking house where dude face dies. Hmm. Coincidence, hmm. right? No big deal. That's not weird. Um, in the car, when they search the car, they also find a journal, which among other things has a <coughs> license plate number that leads back to Bill's Mercedes. <laughs> hmm. That's oh, so smart. stupid. <laughs> oh Dear diary, this gives, today yeah, dear I'm going diary. to follow my girlfriend's fiance and shoot and murder him. <laughs> this gives them enough for a search warrant of his home. When serving the warrant, lo and behold, guess who's there? Nanette. Okay. What? Okay, you guys, for real. Why is she there? Like I, you're not even to the mad part yet. Just all right. wait. Okay. <laughs> Nanette, according to Eric. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. According to Eric, he and Nanette were boyfriend and girlfriend and that there was potential for more. So like they're interviewing him. He's like, yeah, Nanette's my girlfriend. I'm thinking about proposing. It's, <laughs> it's kind of awesome. He has no clue about Bill and Nanette's engagement. Okay. In fact, he tells them Nanette works for Bill 
and happens to live with him sometimes to help him out. And they help each other out. And she just works for him. Poor baby angel. (laughs) Poor sweet, stupid Eric. Where he had initially told police he had never met Bill. They ask why he has his his plate numbers in his notebook. His story story suddenly changes from story to story. Where Bill had assaulted Nanette. So he was keeping tabs on him for her. His story keeps changing and he is clearly not being straight with police, but there is no real evidence at this point to connect him or Nanette conclusively to the murder. So at this point, there's just like the story, right? Nanette's clearly like, you know, double, double deal in here, but there's not any like conclusive, like they're actual like, they're physical like, okay, evidence. These two people are dumb as rocks. But, <laughs> right. But we don't we can't have arrest any them proof. for being stupid as shit. Two months go by, and one of Bill's daughters calls the police to inform them of some some, some suspicious transactions. One being a check for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to Nanette Johnson on December fourteenth, just one day before Bill's murder. Hmm. This check is proven to be a forgery. She's also discovered there are hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of checks forged to Nanette that she has been embezzling money basically from him. Um, in an interview, they said that she told, uh, or what wasn't even an interview, she had called and they had like taped the call. And she's like, yeah, I signed checks for, uh, for your dad all the time. That was just common. He always allowed it. He How let me do that. How long were they together? I'm not sure. I don't remember remember how long they'd been together at this time i don't think it had been like super super long like maybe a year Mm -hmm. or two yeah beyond this though again they had also found that nanette had a one million dollar life insurance policy that she was going to get paid out on apparently bill had decided even though they were just dating that if anything should happen to him he wanted to make sure that he her and her children would be taken care of you know in the meantime and so he had taken out a policy for one million dollars bill oh there you go sweet baby angel so in april the following year they were able to finally make an arrest but the only arrest they were able to make was these about these financial crimes because she had given um, she again, there's no physical evidence or proof that she, uh, you know, an alibi or or I'm sorry, a um, reason to murder, basically motive. motive. Thank you. A motive isn't enough to prosecute somebody. Right. So she's given a one year sentence, which she sure serves 180 days of. Still, though, they aren't able to connect them to the murders. 15 years, two marriages, and three children later, Nanette is living life as a devoted OC housewife. What? Are you kidding me? Dude, what the? Okay, here's... uh, I get really frustrated because I'm just like, what's going on with our justice system that someone can be this dumb and just get away (laughs) with stuff? Wow. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. <clears throat> but I was not time, expecting that turn. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I wasn't either. I was like, shit. Eric, also, he's packed up and moved. He's back on the East Coast. He's a parent, a husband now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just, you know, time's moved on. Water under no the physical bridge. evidence. Don't, don't know what to do. But they have a new DA, and the new DA is like, you know what? 
he goes to some of the detectives and says, like, what do we got that is, like, what cases do we have that are, you know, pe- not pending, but, like, are uh, unsolved? What do we have? What do we got that we could maybe take another fresh look at? And the DA decides to take, give this cold case another fresh look, right? He has his investigator go through all the interviews, comes across a random tip out of like just out of the blue this random tip that had been given to the police and it was from a Suzanne Coger a neighbor of Eric Naposky's who says that he shared some damning information with her of course he did according to Suzanne Eric told her that Bill was Nanette's boss and had been making unwanted sexual advances as advances on her he said that he wanted bill dead basically he was like i why do criminals feel the need to talk to their neighbors about this kind of thing like i don't understand dude the only thing i talk to my neighbor about is his cute fucking puppy george that's it like why would i start talking to them about no murdering someone right exactly like definitely not that what yeah you're like how's the weather today oh it's pretty nice so i'm thinking about murdering my girlfriend's boss (laughs) what (laughs) i'm sorry what what okay wow um he'd said that he wanted bill dead suzanne wouldn't have uh thought much about it and just you know really wouldn't have thought much about it except if it hadn't been for a follow-up visit by eric when which he was like hey so you know just if the police stop by don't say anything about uh, me wanting to kill a guy who's dead now. Uh, and she's like, hey, say what? So he's dead. So the guy that you wanted dead is now dead. Yeah, she's like, but oh, definitely I didn't, don't say anything. I didn't know that hey. part. I didn't. But oh, um, okay. All right. All right. Cool. Definitely won't. 911. <laughs> What's your emergency? 91 fucking one. Exactly. So she also uh, knew about keys being made. And, uh, what? How? Why did she know that information? Because like, <laughs> loose lips sink the ships. Like, it, not only was he like, I low-key want this guy dead. Also, I'm making keys. Like, what? <laughs> right? Wow. Sir, shut the fuck up. Um, also, forensics have a new way of prov- uh, processing, which narrows down the type of gun to a gun, specific gun that Eric had had at one time registered to him. It was a Beretta 9mm. Now, all of these years later, they are finally able to make the arrest that they had been looking for. Nanette and Eric were both arrested, and both of them were charged. They blamed each other, of course. Of course yeah. they did. Of course. Like, Nanette's like, oh, Classic. no, it wasn't me. He did that. That's wild. And but he's somebody like, had to make the keys. About? and fucking put the bug in his ear and then yeah they're both culpable so eric was found guilty of murder 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 <laughs> and given a life in prison nanette also found guilty wow. of first degree murder and is serving a life sentence well that's good i go. didn't i was like oh they got off on this finally oh, I'm glad justice. That they didn't i mean but they got a they got close. Way. They got a nice long reprieve. I mean, I feel like at that point you should just. She had move. two more husbands since then. She's like, My, what? And and like <laughs> what? Like three kids more or some mm-hmm. shit. I'm like Jesus. She should have fucked off to Mexico then. You know what I mean? Like if you got away with it for that long, I'm like relocate maybe. Yeah, just but they safe. were so dumb about it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if they were that smart, they would have been smarter about the actual crime in the first You're place. You're right. You're right. It, it's it was just a a wild fucking story. Nice, isn't Jeez. that crazy? Poor Bill. Oh, I feel so bad I know. for Bill. Bill, the smart guy who made his millions. 
the well, right way, helping people, doing, you know, the good work. Smart, brain smart, not heart smart. Mm. That's for sure. Oh, good quote. I blame Susan. Susan <laughs> Susan shouldn't have left him. Wow. Oh, you ah! cannot blame Susan. <laughs> you leave Susan out of this. You she had to go get her groove back, live her life. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> oh, well, <sighs> I have to tell you guys what I just started watching. So HBO is doing all new true crime this month <gasps> and they just released uh murder on middle beach so there's oh, yes. two episodes Ooh. right now and yes. i gotta tell you this shit is riveting so it is we i started we watching watch, it too we watch so many murder docs and it's all about like who killed blah 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 or whatever usually what makes this documentary so riveting is it's not that it's the question that I feel like it's asking is, did someone I love kill my mother? Oh, mm. dude. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So not mm. who killed my mother. Did somebody I love in my family Ugh. kill my mother? And oh, it is, I'm watch it is it. all family drama. It is. Which every, every family has. So you yes. feel like you are getting the tea. Everybody. Oh, it is riveting. It's got... Family drama, pyramid schemes, murder. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. This Ooh. story. Has All right. I'm everything. into that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch that. Check that it, sounds check great. Check it out. And Dude Face looks like uh, Zach Efron. So, you know, he does, there's that kind too. of. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So, so. As you all know, there is a gaping hole in my life that was Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> um, Tell me you started Salt Lake because I want to start that. <laughs> I, yes. I, yes. I, I heard them talking about Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, like, so I was like, dude, oh, she's Martin. of cults. Good Lord. That Ooh, chick straight honey. up married her grandpa. Oh, yes, she did. Okay. okay. I don't know okay, the story okay. yet because I haven't watched, but I do know from the Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, first of all, um, if anybody has any hot tips on where I can finish Real Housewives of Atlanta, where I don't have to pay for it, please let me know because there's only like the first seven seasons on Hulu, and after I have that, the Bravo app. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll connect Hunty. after this. Okay, Girl, I got yes. you. Okay, <laughs> but so I was listening to Daily's Like Guys. They were talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'd seen the ads for it, but I was like, why would I want to watch this? Because like, of the cults. But, But there was something like in my brain because I had lived in Utah for a couple of years and it is a very different experience. If you've never been there or lived there for any amount of time, it is it's a different, you know, I always say that the United States is like a bunch of different little countries, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because like Utah is like a different country than, you know, Southern California, than Louisiana, than, you know, anything else. So I was like, I'm kind of curious. It's not on Hulu, but the first like three episodes are on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched the first episode immediately before coming here. <sighs> okay. <sighs> but Man. wait a second. The girl who married her her grandfather is yes. not a Mormon. No, she's not. Mm-mm. She's Pentecostal. No. Um, that situation is freaking weird. So her, <laughs> basically she inherited her husband Yes. So this man was married to her grandma, Mm -hmm. and then when her grandma, she's like, "Yeah, our 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 marriage was kind of like arranged, 
because like when her grandma died, her grandma was basically like, I want you to marry my husband when I die. And she's like, okay. And so she married him. And she also like, her grandma was like the pastor at a church. She like inherited the church yeah. too. And her mom's it's, like not in that church anymore and like talks mad game is what I heard oh, too. Oh shit. Yeah, I am it's going drama. to. Oh, I can't wait. Mm, I, can't I am in the wait. drama. And the, the, oh, it is a wild ride. I mean, anytime you have housewives, it's like bad plastic surgery, like bad mm. Botox. Mm. And then also the fashion mm. so far on this show. Are we going to call it that? It, it, <laughs> there is so much, so much faux fur Ugh. already. One episode, so much. Um, and look, I've I've been known to wear a faux fur outfit. Not outfit, wow. But a jacket. A full faux fur of pants. Full of pants. The thing. Pantsuit. It's a, um, a pull, pull. I, She's I've a worn, furry. I've worn a faux, a faux fur jacket on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a whole new level mm-hmm. of like... Fur everything. It's like there's a little bit of snow. Fur everything. Mm. There's heels in the snow. Mm-mm. There are two people who both have sons named Brooks. Okay. It is <laughs> wild. I can't fucking wait, dude. And I am ready to continue this journey. So yeah. there you go. Look, and I know mm. I'm being judged for watching reality TV. Dude, we got we got a suggestion. Someone someone wrote in um our friend Caitlin wrote in um, a Patreon suggestion saying their new Married at First Sight episodes <gasps> coming out soon. And I'll tell you what, ladies, I'll watch them. We'll do something with yeah. it. For Patreon, yeah. I yeah. will absolutely. Okay. For you, I will. For you, um, I will. Exactly. <laughs> so I, ladies. I just want to correct that real quick, though. It was China. That's what I thought. China suggested that. Oh, so China. She gets the prop, proper oh, okay. uh, props. Yes. She suggested that we watch Married at First Sight. So, uh, this is going to come off as a big shocker. Okay. Okay. I just watched my annual watching of Anna Green Gables oh, at Anna okay. Valley. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say, I will tell you this this is the first time I've watched it digitally. It was like a whole new viewing experience. Oh. There was shit that wasn't dark. I was like, oh, this is actually lit. Who oh, you're that? like, I never knew that that's what was happening in this scene. Uh, I'm I can sh- see. I'm shook. Yeah. No, it was, you know, I love Anna Green Gables. Aw, so yay. Any, Lovely. Anytime you guys want to watch it with me. It's still just as good as the first I time. I used to grow up watching it. My grandma had it on VHS and she had like a 13 inch TV. Yeah. And I used to watch it on like her teeny tiny television mm. in her living room. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I just needed a hug this week. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, hey, if you've got stuff that we should watch, if you have stories to tell, especially holiday stories or dating in quarantine, go to our one stop shop of a website. It's myworstdatepodcast.com. And we love you so much. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.